0: Welcome to the Lila Life Show. This is your host, Linda Andrews, and thank you so much for tuning in. With any episode that we have, whether it's a solo cast or a guest expert interview, my intention is for you to be able to anchor into yourself, to ground into yourself, and to explore, whether that's a new concept, an idea, whether something's intuitive in you going off, or there's just something that you hadn't thought of in a different way before. I hope you get to explore curiously, to sense make, and to activate something in yourself that you hadn't had activated. Enjoy today's show. As always, please like, share, subscribe, do the thing. And we hope to help support you consciously up-leveling in your life and business, the Lila way. Welcome to the Lila Life Show. I'm your host, Linda Andrews, and I am so excited for our episode today. I have Dr. Jessie Haymeyer with us, also known as Dr. H. She is the doctor and behind Well-Empowered, founder of Well-Empowered and a Functional Medicine Physician. Welcome to the show, Dr. Haymeyer. So happy to have you here today.
1: Thank you so much, Linda. It's such a pleasure to be here with you and your community.
0: Yes, we're going to dive in. And these are this topic around functional medicine, Nutrition, overall well being, specifically helping founders, but really helping anyone. That's my aim of our show. And there's always little gems that come up to the forefront. I'd love to hear the short or long version just what got you on this path and why you are so passionate about this work.
1: Yeah, well, I would I like to say straight lines are boring. Right. So that 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 from a high level describes my journey. Uh, But for me, you know, I remember, you know, graduating college, I went to UCLA undergrad and got my degree in sociology. And to tell you the truth, Linda, I studied sociology because it worked really well for my workout schedule. So uh, that, that should have been a, a good tip right there, right? <laughs> but you know out of college, as I made my way through on my career path, I pretty quickly arrived at uh, in the world of wellness and in particular fitness. So I in uh, 20, 2002 opened the first uh, boutique strength training facility in Chicago. It's still there to this day. And was I know, yeah, I love it. It's and it's it's such a great place. And, and about four years after being the managing partner there, I sold my half knowing that I wanted to expand my capacity to contribute to people. And for me, as I considered which path forward would be the right match for me, ultimately, I made my way to natural medicine, right. And in the, in my graduate program, I actually got my first degree as a chiropractor. And in the middle of my chiropractic program, I discovered that I could really craft my approach to be more like a natural medicine internist Mm -hmm. and, and really did that and and went on to get my master's of science in nutrition and functional medicine. And why I went that way is was born out of the difference this work had made for me. Right. I, I have, uh, you know, all different kinds of healthcare providers have different great tools in their toolkit, right? This is not a me versus them or one's better than the other. It's really a question of, in the moment, knowing what's right when. But I really saw that for so many people, and from my own experience, my own health challenges were most often solved through taking a root cause natural approach and you know for me it really is a truth like gravity that when we feel our best and we look our best we can be our best and so for me my that is what this work is all about for me is is being part of people's journey to realizing their fullest potential
0: oh, amen and there's something you said in that about the me versus them i find in the natural health world that paradigm of natural health versus traditional medicine Brings and breeds more combative, like energetic, and that is not (laughs) like you know what's the aim? Like I think it's not useful. (laughs) If there was an aim, if I could name the aim, I would name it something like harmony. I have a little pun I like to use around harmony, where I like to spell the money part as dollars, like M O N E Y, because it's like to me that is. Like the radical shift that changes everything. And, you know, the me versus them, you touched on that. But at some point, you saw traditional medicine, you saw other ways. And what was that discovery process like to you? I think for many, functional medicine, it still feels like people have never heard of functional medicine. For someone like maybe yourself, even I would consider myself, I was hearing about it like late. 2000s and started doing my own self-discovery through that. But for someone that doesn't even know this exists, they hear that me versus them, we versus them, you know, I think you get what I'm saying, but I I have a lot in here, but just about that, your personal discovery to the trickles of functional medicine and why that me versus them paradigm is not helpful. Your thoughts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I, I mean, anyone who's listening to the show, I would suspect there's not one of us who hasn't been miraculously gifted by the care of someone in traditional medicine. I know I have, Mm -hmm. right? As a kid, I remember getting strep throat and I remember needing antibiotics. Mm -hmm. And I also know people who came before us weren't that lucky. You know, it's not to say that is always the tool to be utilized, right? The, you know, we don't just want a hammer in our toolkit. We want a variety of tools and we want to be able to use the right one for the right situation. And, you know, to be able to really understand and utilize interventions in an appropriate way, you know, people are going to specialize in different things and that's totally fine. Mm -hmm. You know, when I work with people and people first express an interest in working together, the, one of the things I start with, well, the thing I start with is a complimentary consultation, because I want to make sure it's the right fit. Mm-hmm. There absolutely have been times where I tell someone, listen, I think you're going to be best cared for by a traditional physician. And my North Star is you thriving. And if I get to be a part of it, fabulous. But that's not my my love of being a part of your health journey is not going to supersede my commitment to you thriving. That's always going to take the number one. So you know that's how I look at this, this work and the role we all can play in in supporting people and thriving. Um, to say a little bit more about functional medicine for people who maybe that term is a little bit new or you've heard of it but you're not really sure what it means, I think about it as data driven natural medicine or data-driven root cause natural medicine. So what we're really trying to do is understand why these symptoms are showing up and peel back the layers of how your body is functioning and better understand how we can support your healing process by uh, you, you know fundamentally healing your body, right? Healing different aspects, whichever is you know whatever is going on for you, it's very individualized. Uh, but you know, just to what I opened with here is that you know, like this is not always the right approach. Oftentimes, it's a great complement to approach. Pe- you know, work people are doing. I work with a lot of people who have autoimmune disorders. Mm-hmm. I'm not someone who is committed that people get off their thyroid medications. I don't. You know, if there were huge, scary side effects, I'd be thinking differently. But that's just not true when we think about thyroid meds now. Mm-hmm. I am interested in supporting someone so that their immune system's less reactive because once you have one autoimmune condition you're more likely to develop another. So it doesn't mean that I'm taking the place of the thyroid medication someone's on, but it does mean we might partner to see how can we just help your body preserve its function as is and, you know, not have this become a downward spiral for you.
0: I love that. The one thing you touched on with root causes know i feel like detectives like let's figure out the root cause there's (laughs) such a spectrum of root causes some that could be in your your own sphere and some that could be say in the global or world sphere how do you look at where the root causes could be coming from
1: oh my gosh that is so well said linda because it is i mean honestly that we could just keep peeling that onion right so fundamentally I start with a low hanging fruit, right? So, and you used a word that I use when I talk to people, I say, I'm going to arrive at our first appointment with my detective's hat on, Ah! right? So it is is detective's work, right? So, you know, in that first conversation, that first appointment, and, you know, I'm really listening for missing puzzle pieces Mm -hmm. and listening for, okay, where do I believe are, you know, low hanging fruit with spiral up benefits Mm -hmm. are, is going to lie. We'll get some of that information via labs. And then Mm -hmm. also when I work with people, I actually have them track. I have them track their symptoms and their lifestyle. I have them track what they're eating and drinking and how they're sleeping or not Mm -hmm. and how they're moving exercise, stress, things like that, because that gives me information that no lab company can give me. And when I see those, that can be a little bit daunting initially. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, people are, first of all, just the task itself, that tracking really takes a level of commitment, but also there's a level of vulnerability, right? They really have to trust that I'm in it for them and not to have them feel badly about how they're caring for their body, which is the last thing I want people feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, all of those things together through gathering that information we're able to see okay where's a great place for us to start to meaningfully shift the needle and then healing does occur on different levels right mm. the the it, it's not just like okay let's replace that nutrient and everything's going to be hunky dory mm. right it's 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 we are multifaceted beings and we're much more than a body so there there are a lot of different things we could look at in the spectrum of healing
0: and only so many of those that are in our control versus you know just happening
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. There are people who, you know, it's like, well, in an ideal world, uh, you would not live in the busy city you live in. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I think is funny is I I talked to, I was talking to someone a few weeks ago, and she was saying, you know, like, I just really like, I don't want to have to be on supplements. I was like, yeah, no problem. Go become a hunter gatherer, um, <laughs> move to the country and uh, be just like, reduce all stress. Like get rid of your electronics. I think we can do this. She was like, what, you know, right. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, we, we've got to meet ourselves where we are, you know, in yeah. every sense of the word. That
0: that that mm-hmm. like exercise of wouldn't it be nice. It's like, yeah, wouldn't it be great if like the magic wand came out and it was all, this, this is Linda's world. This is what I would do. And it's like, Oh, Back to reality. This is what's really happening.
1: Totally, totally. And and it it can be very alluring to uh, give a lot of emotional attention to the world we'd like to exist, right? And, you know, we... It's not that that's useless because, you know, maybe somewhere in there we can find our own unique ways to to move towards that world. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some of them, you know, I, as I shared before, we hopped on my my husband and I for his job, we live overseas in Switzerland. I call it working remotely, remotely. And, um, you know, I, I love being with our family in the U.S. And, and getting to see the contrast of of how different countries do things is really interesting. And you know, one of the things that I said to my husband, I was like, "If the U.S. just had amazing public transportation everywhere, like, oh yeah, good luck with that, one, yeah. right? We're very car-based, right? Yes. So we we can still dream and 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 vote when when possible for things like that."
0: Yeah, and that that emotional tension—not only to the world that we wish, but the emotional tension, which can even present as like the fears and the phobias of the world we exist in do you have guidance for people? I think in today's world, every corner can feel like the world is about to be over. (laughs) And it's like that, you know, like in the climate that we live in, it could always be that climate, but it also doesn't quote unquote have to feel like that yes yeah what do you think I would
1: say you know one a good place to start is just looking at like, like okay there's the environment we have control over and then there's the environment that we don't have control over and by that first world that environment we have control over it's like okay what am I bringing in that isn't actually useful Right? Is it really useful for me? And and this is an individual question, right? People have to a- answer this question for themselves because mm-hmm. it's not like there's a there there are true true answers. There's mm-hmm. only your truth, mm-hmm. you know. Is it useful for me to watch the news, or is it more useful for me to read a newspaper? Is it useful for me to be on Instagram? Is it useful for me? You know, just looking at in what, what pulls us towards experiencing um, like almost like a sense of despair and Mm -hmm. overwhelm Mm -hmm. uh, that we can protect ourselves from. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, you know, what builds our resilience in the face of like, okay, this, the truth is, this is the world we're living in. Um, What builds our resilience such that we're able to be our best self and bring our best self to this world that we are living in with all of its complexities.
0: Mm -hmm. I love just how you frame that and the work you do feels the embodiment of that, you know, and yourself as an entrepreneur, you've had businesses and had your own journey. You know, I'm sure there's been your own growth edges for developing that resilience and what sounded like was physical. And then you found your own path into more of the nutrition and the, the whole body, did you have any of your own aha moments that were like, oh, you know, physical is great, but there's something more like there needs to be more to this, this story and this conversation, if you want to share.
1: Yeah, well, I saw for myself, you know, the physical world, I I still love and adore the physical world, you know, being physically active is something that brings me so much joy. And I learn so much about myself and life in this world, being physically active, it's really, you know, a form of meditation for me. Um, But, you know, like anything, if we're, if we're committed to evolving and expanding our capacity to contribute, it's always like, okay, where, where am I looking next, that would meaningfully make a difference for people. So, you know, in that transition for me, I really saw, um, okay, yes, being physically active, and, you know, strength training and, and all the different Types of movement that are wonderful for our bodies and minds and souls. Um, Those are great, but, you know, to really guide an individual, I'm going to need to understand how bodies work, not just my body, but Mm -hmm. bodies, Mm -hmm. right. Physiologically speaking, and I'm going to need to be able to understand how their body is working, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Right. Mm -hmm. So it it really led me in that direction, to you know get to the point where I I, I went back to graduate school that to, to get tooled up to be able to guide people in front of them based on their bodies rather than make recommendations based on what worked for me or you know just uh, generalities rather than being much more specific targeted and therefore effective hmm
0: I love that specific to entrepreneurship you know there can be a lot of uncertainty and stress you're I feel like entrepreneurship is just the journey of problems. You're focusing on solving a core problem, and then you're focused on solving all the problems that make up your business. And like that that's the whole journey. And for someone that doesn't like problem solving or doesn't kind of understand that yet, um, that resilience or lack of, and the feeling of just so much resistance, we see this in the form of imposter syndrome and self-sabotage. I mean, there, there's so many layers to it. Uh, but how does the work that you do help parent to build up, you know, this could apply beyond entrepreneurship, but I, I like to just talk about that for a moment for, for entrepreneurs tuning in wherever they are on their entrepreneurial path.
1: Yeah. I mean, everything you said, Linda is true about like the entrepreneurial journey. And also I would add like, it's such an opportunity to be fully Mm self-expressed, you know, um, I'm grateful for having had periods of my life. Most of my life I have been an entrepreneur, but I have had periods where I've worked for other people and where that's been useful for me Mm -hmm. is to be able to sit on both sides of the table. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, kind of know sitting in the spot of an employee, you, you know, I, there's so many things I don't have to worry about that they're worrying about right now, mm-hmm. you know, and that has its loveliness. But at the end of the day, this being, you know, being at the source of creating something and, um, and looking at how to partner with people in contributing that I find so joyful, I find that so joyful. And yeah, just like in the area of health, it's like, Okay, where is my edge, right there? If there are outcomes I want to produce, and how many people I'm touching with this work, and how many people I'm working with, and building programs and stuff like that, I'm gonna confront myself. You know, I'm gonna be the biggest barrier, and not right, wrong, good, bad, just true. It so ultimately, it's a gateway to like, okay, if I'm really devoted to this, then. I I am committing to evolving in so many different ways. I'm committing to learn my, learn new things that I don't know right now. Mm -hmm. I'm committing to begin knowing myself Mm -hmm. in a way I don't know myself right now. And I'm committing to, you know, be at the source of having me do things that are currently really hard and make me want to throw a temper tantrum because I quote unquote have to do them except I only have to do them because I said I was committed to an outcome right so it's it's it's. I, I think it's, I love it I just I, I, I love. I love being an entrepreneur.
0: (laughs) I do too. It's, it's so funny, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure there's a meme for this, but it's like, you know, the first couple, it could be months or years. And like, you don't even kind of realize what's happening that what you just explained is even going on. And then it, it does feel to me like the hero's journey or just this, like, you know, just really intense, intimate journey with yourself, seeing all the ways that you show up and All the ways that you do or don't care for yourself, all the ways of things that are aren't productive. There's a lot of layers and levels, and that deeper intimacy that you get to develop along the way. That alone feels worth it, you know. And then all the other things. It's quite the journey.
1: Definitely, definitely. And you know, it's a funny thing. It's like when I'm doing my work, I really. I do experience it, it, you know, it's not like, it, it, it's one of the, t- I, I feel like my best self, right? I'm so devoted to this work. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when we go on vacation, certainly there are times where I take time off, mm-hmm. but sometimes I choose to see a few people while I'm mm-hmm. on vacation, because I really, I really f- have that experience of, you know, bringing my best self forward and then bringing it with me throughout the day. And I, I love it. Yeah,
0: I, I love that. And you can see that when the work shows in that way you can see that and to me when that's not happening that's that misalignment and like the even deeper discovery of where how can you access that uh there's something that you wrote that i want to read here that really really hit me uh if you're struggling in the area of health you didn't invent your perspective on your body and food and your health you inherited it the inherited, broken, all-or-nothing paradigm is born of self-aggression. Authoring a new journey is one of mastering your middle ground and is born of self-love. I have to say, when I read this, the irony, I've been exploring some other deeper layers of myself and I made this big proclamation to my husband actually this morning where I said, I'm I'm being on the hunt for any ways that I neglect or abuse myself that are subtle. So I'm doing this discovery work and I just want to give you a heads up because there's a zero tolerance policy and it's not just for with me and myself, it's anyone to me as well. And it was just, you know, it was not directed at him in any way and this is just where my personal journey has dropped me off at this week. And uh it, it just when you wrote self aggression, it's so subtle. It can be so Unknown and and I found myself at some point in the past twelve hours in this very like this energy of like do and intense and it it felt aggressive and I took a deep breath and I was like I don't need to be in that right now like I don't need to be in that mm-hmm. pattern and I just kind of stepped out of it and you know got into a different space but there's some subtleties and in, in what I just read that you shared is packed with so much. Um, but speaking to just the inherited piece, the all or nothing paradigm, and this self-aggression that could be contributors to health outcomes and the way that you see that, and just beautifully written.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. And you know what that all or nothing paradigm, I, I think a lot of people and especially a lot of women, mm-hmm. can relate mm-hmm. to this experience of all or nothing, right? An all or nothing is lived as overindulgence or deprivation mm-hmm. overindulgence or deprivation right in and, and we inherited a you know viewpoint in this in this area of health a perspective that those are the options mm-hmm. right and you can see this by something like the whole 30 right people do the whole 30 and on day 31 they have a pizza and a bottle of wine or, you know, like that, right. Just as mm-hmm. an example, right. But that, that real sway back and forth, either, either throw the baby out with the bathwater or just white knuckle it and be quote unquote perfect. Right. And the thing about this approach, this overindulgence or deprivation, this all or nothing approach is that it, doesn't work, right? It doesn't work for producing outcomes. And it certainly doesn't work for having people feeling empowered, mm-hmm. right? It really is an expression of self aggression. So, just simply put, seeing it, seeing it in your life um, is you start to gain some faculty. You stop being, you, you cease to be owned by it when you begin to be able to see it, right? Mm-hmm. So, that's the first thing. Now, okay, what is a different way? of journeying, a different way of journeying would be to self author your journey. And where we would start with that really is by getting clear on your intention for your health and your life, your intention, I call this authoring your vision of vitality for your health and your life. And with that in mind, you would begin a whole new journey. That's ultimately a conversation and the conversation is one of reflection on the question, what is most aligned or what's more aligned? Mm -hmm. Maybe even not most aligned, but what's more aligned Mm -hmm. with my intention for my health and my life? And when you're moving in that kind of a journey, you're gonna naturally find your middle ground. You're gonna Mm -hmm. find you're not too tight and not too loose. Mm -hmm. And that really is a journey of self-love because it's so self-honoring. You're Mm -hmm. clear what your intention is and you're honoring it.
0: That intention, because it's it's easy to get looped into the chaos and the old ways. But the power of the intention, the vision, letting that really pull you. And but beyond any of that, it's like the recentering. Like, no, I'm committed to da 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 da. You know, I'm committed to feeling energized and vitality. Okay, like then snapping back into that versus getting so off course. And that that practice can't just happen once a month for it to be effective.
1: (laughs) Totally. It is a lived practice, right? Mm -hmm. And we've, most people have spent their whole lives practicing the all or nothing approach. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's going to take something to step into a whole new way of relating to your health and your body and your life. And, you know, to author a new way of being born of self-love, there's not just one thing, right? There, there are, you know, hundreds, thousands of different things people will see over time in their journey. Mm-hmm. You know, including what you shared about like, okay, zero tolerance policy, mm-hmm. right? That's
0: the uh, that's the uh, all or nothing again. But
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, I I understand what you're you're saying, right? You're you're looking for. Where am I dishonoring myself? Or where am I allowing myself to be dishonored? Yeah,
0: the line. Like, hey, this needs to be illuminated and very clear and it, it may not be all or nothing in the first go, but it's just like, hey, we can see this and this is this is huge on the awareness. And some of these patterns can take time to untether, but you have to even see them. And I think that was what I was sharing. It was like, I could see, and then it's like, oh, this is so subtle. I couldn't even tell. I wasn't like doing this purposefully to hurt myself, but some of it can be locked in from, I mean, not some of it, I think most of it. You talk about the uh, just ancestral element and the inherited piece, like that's, it's deeper than what we may know initially.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. There's so many layers. There are so many layers, but you know, if we can just start to identify the conversations and the ways we're relating to ourself and our health and how we're fueling ourselves or not, or what we're drinking or not, or how we're sleeping or not, whatever it is mm-hmm. that sounds to you, like, you know, like you, the listener, like, like, uh, okay. I see that in that area. I could, I'd be willing to take a first step, mm-hmm. right? Cause it is a bit, it's like crossing the monkey bars, right? If you're mm-hmm. devoted to authoring a new journey, if you're devoted to, you know, getting clear on your intention and living consistent with it, it's like crossing the monkey bars of change, which means you're going to fall off the monkey bars sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's okay. That's okay. The, the most important thing about falling off the monkey bars is, first of all, getting back on quickly mm-hmm. and learning, you know, just what had me fall, get curious so that you can take that and, and put it to use. But, you know, with that same analogy is, you know, as you start to cross the monkey bars of change, you want to think about what is one step I could take. That would move me towards my intended health, my intended vitality, my intended experience mm-hmm. of life and of myself. And just begin that practice. It does not need to be. And in, in fact, especially initially, I would encourage it not be heroic. It could mm-hmm. be just as simple as I'm gonna set aside a minute in the morning to just be with myself before I run hit the ground running, you know,
0: that the one minute I I shared this story of my first meditation, I remember it was years ago when I was starting to hear more and more about meditation. And I thought, all right, I can tell this is the next thing for me to try or my next tool in the toolkit. And I did my first meditation. It was one minute and I was crawling out of my skin. Like I could not I was, And I remember getting to the end of the minute and I was like, I did it. I meditated. And, you know, like the, the most stoic meditator would probably have criticism of like, not really, that wasn't really quote unquote meditation. But uh, for me in that moment, it absolutely was. And that was say in 2013 or 14. And eventually I think I've been daily meditating since 20. 17 right and like it went from Mm -hmm. one minute to now seven years or however the math works out of daily meditation and you know i didn't sit in that moment saying i want to be a daily meditator for 20 years i it was sitting down like i'm gonna try to meditate for one minute and it's like the most painful experience ever and then you know time goes on and it softens and now it definitely doesn't feel like
1: that yeah. And what I, a few things I love about that story, Linda. One is you met yourself where you were, mm-hmm. right? Like you didn't say, okay, well, if I don't do an hour, it doesn't count. Like that would have been an absurd consideration <laughs> at that moment in time, yeah. right? Yeah. Like not appropriate. So you yeah. met yourself where you were mm-hmm. and you celebrated yourself for your win. Like forget what anyone else, no, it's nobody's business except yes. for you.
0: Yes. If you
1: consider it a win, then you celebrate it. Just like, if you think about a, a little kiddo, we've all seen kid, you know, a, a toddler learning to walk mm-hmm. and you know, when that little toddler falls down, what do you, what do you do? Except cheer that they get back up because they just took a few steps. Yeah. They took two steps. Yay. They just took two yeah. steps. Right. So it's, you know, embodying that for yourself, being that kind of, you know, genuine, not BS, but genuine support system for yourself.
0: And even that process can be awkward and new, like to be your own cheerleader in that and getting getting that rhythm down within your own kind of psyche and language of like keep going. I got this, you know, when it there's voices that could have been different and not that that got you to that moment. And so then there's a new, a new paradigm within the self that's emerging. Uh, so, a couple of things that you're an expert in natural weight mastery, which seems to be a very hot topic t- in 2024, digestive distress, constipation, diarrhea, bloating, some words we really try not to say out loud, hormonal balancing, that I think is so important, and then skin challenges, acne, rosacea, rashes. Um, you know, th- there's a lot of nuance, there's a lot of individualization. I have a sense that all of these could be connected. And you've mentioned your you know initial intake of really getting in that dis- dis- detective discovery hat and and doing that work but i'm i'm curious if you notice any patterns that show up for these four and how you approach them like how did you become an a- expert in these and we'll see what threads unfold from that i have a lot of questions <laughs>
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, those are great questions, Linda. So one of the things, a few different things that I'd speak to, a, a few things that can be commonly at the source mm-hmm. of, of all of these health shenanigans, whether mm-hmm. it's weight or hormones or digestion or skin. Um, one is inflammation, right? And inflammation is often spoken about, uh, like when I meet with people, people will often say, you know, I'm just really inflamed and I'll ask them what that feels like in their body. And maybe Mm. they'll say, uh, my skin is red and itchy or I feel bloated or my knees hurt or something like that. But the truth is, is that most people who have elevated inflammation have no symptoms or no known symptoms, Mm. right? So, um, inflammation is a knowable measurable phenomenon. It's, you know, we kind of talk about it, like throw it around, like, like the word detox, which is also a noble physiological phenomenon, but Mm -hmm. story for another day. But anyway, the, the inflammation we can measure, right. Mm -hmm. So with all of the, in all of these cases, I, one of the things I'm going to look at at, for different reasons, for different conditions is inflammation Mm -hmm. is inflammation perpetuating a cycle of weight loss resistance? Is Mm. it perpetuating skin challenges, whether that's acne or rosacea or, you know, psoriasis? Is it perpetuating digestive distress um, or hormone disruption imbalance? So inflammation definitely can be playing a role on that. We measure that through a few different ways, but just to mention two of the, the lab values that I look at in these situations one is called hscrp fancy term is high sensitive c reactive protein but that hscrp is a measurement of inflammation i like to see it under 1.5 or less another one is called homocysteine which is often not looked at as a marker of inflammation, but I do look at it as a marker of inflammation. And I like to see that between six and eight. So what I consider optimal is not always lab normal. Mm-hmm. Lab normal and optimal are two very different things. Mm-hmm. So So that's definitely one thing. Um, some of the other common threads that you might see in these seemingly not, you know, unrelated, conditions one yeah. would be a disruption to the, to the microbiome yeah. so our microbiome are the, it's the bugs that live in us and on us okay. and over 80% of our microbiome lives in our colon also known as our large intestines Thought that was fun. I didn't like until I was in grad school, I didn't know that was the same part of the body colon and large intestine, same part of the body. So, there you I go, the same um, thing there, but, yep, right, exactly. Uh, so your microbiome mostly lives there, and for a variety of reasons, it there can be disruptions to the microbiome, and that can show up as weight loss resistance, that can show up in the skin, that can certainly show up as digestive distress. And, you know, that can show up as hormonal imbalances, too. So that would be number two. Mm -hmm. Um, Number three would be the whole camp of nutrient insufficiencies or deficiencies. Mm -hmm. So this would be things like magnesium or vitamin D or omega-3 fatty acids or B12 or folate or zinc or, you know, so lots of different things we could point to. But fundamentally speaking, Um, All of these nutrients do something really important for our body, whether it's supporting our adrenals in a healthy stress response and a healthy uh, blood sugar, uh, whether it's supporting hormone production and hormone sensitivity, so the producing of the message and the receiving of the message or whether it's supporting skin healing or our immune system. So a lot of different things, but the whole world of, you know, optimizing nutrients is definitely a a low hanging fruit for all of those symptoms and conditions.
0: And when you're looking at these labs, I'm imagining, you know, you've had clients, you see patterns, you see common themes to some of these lab works. I know everyone's different, but is it, exactly what you already shared is like, this is why you're checking those is because that's going to be the most obvious. Are there any patterns that you're seeing in that, that you're like, uh, 80% of patients usually have da 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 and why that's important. I'm I'm being nerdy with the data right now.
1: Yeah. No, 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 (laughs) no, not at all. Um, I would say all of those, I don't, I never know what I'm going to see. Okay. And so I really do like, I, I get excited when I get a notification that I have new labs. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, where are we at? Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's solving the puzzle. It's doing yeah. the detective work. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. So I just, I never know what I'm going to see. Otherwise I wouldn't have to do the labs. Right? right. Right. But really the, the, the numbers are powerful and it's, mm. you know, like, you, you know, we don't want to guess, we want to do the testing. We want to, we want to get the data and act based on what the numbers say for us. I, I was uh meeting with a, patient earlier today. And one of her more recent symptoms that she hasn't had before was she's had some panic attacks. And not only was that awful, but of course, like it had her panicked that she would have more panic attacks, you know, understandably so. And for her, you know, again, it's not just one thing, but it made really good sense when I saw her labs Her B12 values were low, and that plays a really important role in our production of neurotransmitters, as Mm -hmm. well as uh, how nerves function themselves and communicate. Um, Her omega-3 fatty acids were low. There are great studies around mood and anxiousness and and all things uh about our mental well-being and omega-3 fatty acids her vitamin D was just barely lab normal that's a far cry from optimal mm-hmm. so for her magnesium was super low so all we found all these points of that. leverage and and I wouldn't have known you know then mm-hmm. it could have been that we didn't find any there it could have been that mm-hmm. for her you know, maybe her microbiome was, you know, really throwing her neurotransmitters for a loop. But, uh, you know, that we, we always learn something actionable and interesting in these, in these labs.
0: So if I went to my primary care physician in the U.S., likely they're not running the advanced labs. And I have a sense that many people don't understand that that's an option or how to access that. Uh, so around the labs, I'll pause with that question, you know, how to get proper labs, obviously working with you as a way to do that, but, but there's a little bit of a conundrum. Like how do we find the data if that's not what's being run through traditional healthcare?
1: Yeah, but definitely, you know, obviously I, I love it when I get to be a part of someone's journey, but that, you know, there are tons of great Institute of Functional Medicine certified practitioners. I'm an IFMCP Institute of Functional medicine, uh, certified practitioner, Mark Hyman, a lot of your listeners have probably heard of him he's, he's one of our great practitioners as yes. well. And so if you look up IFMCP, uh, you can look up certified practitioners on IFM's website and, you know, you can look at what, where, who is a possibility for you, but unfortunately I, there just really aren't, um, you know, traditional medicine, it's just not in their toolkit, right? If mm-hmm. they're, they're, you think you have strep throat, you want to go there, you think you burst your appendix, go to the ER right now, please do not call mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. Um, you know, like things like that, right? Yeah. Uh, but this is just not, a, this isn't in their toolkit. And again, I don't think of that as bad. I just think it's useful to know like, okay, I'm, I'm not going to go to the hairdresser to have my teeth cleaned. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to go to my dentist to get my hair cut. It's just mm-hmm. how it works.
0: And knowing that this is even an avenue for optimization, like understanding that this exists, and obviously our listeners are understanding that this exists. Uh, You mentioned some of the lab testing and in that example of a client, some of her deficiencies. How often do you recommend the testing happen and how long does it typically take for the lifestyle changes or the supplements or the modifications to show results that they can feel and then see through the data?
1: Yeah, great question. So, in the way of how often to have lab tests, Mm -hmm. when I start working with someone, right, we're going to do a really comprehensive assessment based on their needs, you Mm -hmm. know, based on what we discover are the missing puzzle pieces. Mm -hmm. And once I have that information, then we're going to retest select numbers. So, numbers we're looking to affect, because inevitably there are going to be some numbers that we're like, not your thyroid thyroid yeah, looks good. great, you yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. In which case I say, let's check that annually, right? Mm-hmm. If it looks great, we're going to check it annually if we're trying to move the needle, it'll depend a little bit on what the gap is, mm-hmm. right? I mentioned inflammation. Is your inflammation two point three or is it eight point wow. five? That last one, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna keep a tight leash on that yeah. guy. We're gonna check that probably every at least twice, you know, every two months to make uh-huh. sure the needle is moving, right? Yeah. Versus two point five, if that's what we're working with, that's you know not we can handle that. We would give you a little longer leash on that example. So. Typically, if if their numbers were looking to move, we're going to check it initially, every two to three months, because of course, I want you feeling better. But we want to see the objective evidence Mm -hmm. of your body's healing, we want to see these numbers moving. And if they're not moving, we're missing something, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, so we definitely want to see that. Uh, but at a certain point, my wish for people is that it become like an annual exam, right? Oh, okay, your annual functional medicine exam. And that, that's what I do with a lot of people is, you know, uh, my, I, I want people getting to a place where they know how to care for their body to mm-hmm. prove to produce the outcomes they care the most about. They're doing that with, you know, they're actually doing that. They don't just know theoretically, but they're actually have integrated that into their life. Mm-hmm. And um, And then we're just, you know, checking base, touching base once a year or so to to keep them rolling along. Um, Now you asked another question. What was the second question you asked Linda? It
0: it was about how long, I think you answered it It was how frequently to test and then how often or how quickly could you start seeing a shift from the Uh, modifications and the supplements? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it depends on the number, on what we're looking at in particular, right? Mm -hmm. There's some metrics associated with uh, heart health that we might not see shifts for like four to six months, but then there are are others that'll certainly be like, you know, eight to 12 weeks. So uh, it just depends on the person and where they are, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, there are certainly some people who I've worked with who I've said to them, listen, I actually really think you should be on statins." right? Mm -hmm. Cholesterol medication, because I'm concerned about your heart health. And they come back and they say, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, right? And I say, okay, fine, then we got to get down to business. Mm -hmm. And if this isn't, if this hasn't sufficiently moved in eight weeks, uh, you have to promise me, you'll reconsider that because your health and safety is my number one priority. And so in that case, we'll, we'll, we'll get rolling hot and heavy and Mm -hmm. keep a keep a close eye on it to make sure it is shifting.
0: Which that just feels such a grounded approach. And just the way you're using that data to paint the picture, not only of where they're going, but how we talked earlier, like meeting someone truly where they are, but being able to show like, this is where you're at right now. And then creating that optimal path
1: from there. And it it just makes it all make even more sense. Yeah. 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 We just, we never want to stick our heads in the sand, right? We want to get the information and and, and get an action around it. Mm-hmm.
0: So the sticking the head in the sand, this is something that is a default mode, I think, around healthcare. There's a lot of reasons why that could happen. Uh, so many reasons. But for anyone that's listening, that's sticking their head in the sand right now about something, what would be your advice
1: to them? Well, um, can you identify? what information you need to gather mm. to better understand what's going on? Or can you identify what question mm-hmm. you need to answer? Cause you may not know exactly what information, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it may be something like, uh, do I need to see my GP or an endocrinologist or a functional medicine physician? I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, so maybe, maybe there's a question that would just help you when answered, go to the next step, right? So uh, if if you've been, you know, whether it's you've been dealing with, you know, a, a digestive distress for four years and you've just decided it would miraculously go away, but it hasn't, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, or or it's normal,
0: like that's just normal. This yeah, is the way yeah, I yeah. am, you know.
1: <laughs> right. I just poop two days a week. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's normal. That's yeah, just right. me. That's how my body works. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, my favorite is when I meet with people and they actually don't come to see me, like in that example for constipation, uh-huh. like they're coming to see me for something totally different. And then when we start talking about digestion, they're uh-huh. like, oh yeah, just like two times a week. I'm like, what? Uh-huh. No, that's, that's just my norm, right? Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Um, so uh, but, an uh, announcement yeah, to really,
0: if you're pooping twice a week, you you may want to go more. There's an option to go more. That's right.
1: Yeah, there's definitely, we're not just what yeah. we eat, we're what we don't excrete, we reabsorb yeah. those toxins. Wow. Yeah. So just think about that. Um, but yeah, so really, if if you are someone who who, you know, you're like, Oh, yeah, I am sticking my head in the sand, just first of all, just like, got it, like, not bad you, mm-hmm. right? There are a lot of reasons why anyone might stick their head in the sand, they don't know where to start, they're overwhelmed, they're afraid totally part of being human. Mm-hmm. So my my first encouragement is to be kind and gentle with yourself and then come up with okay, what is what is the next baby step that would move me in the right direction to understanding what's going the
0: one on. One thing. One thing.
1: Just the one thing. Yeah. yeah. Which mm-hmm. is, is such
0: a parallel to so much of business. It's like you're taking the next action. Just let's do the one thing. And I see a lot of parallels to the business journey and the health journey. One of them is this idea of give like there's there's lag time and there's give like this isn't just an immediate feedback loop there's there's some wiggle room here to work with and i i'm exploring this maybe more in a meta sense like what where does this come from because like, there's just so much give and it take, it took a long time to get to this moment. So there's, it's so malleable, but it feels so urgent and like it has to happen today. And it's now or never when it it's, that's not true. <laughs> there's a lot of give, there's a lot of lag time. We got a lot of room for correction here and uh, just the culturally how that can feel so intense. And then it goes into like the shaming and the guilt because they're not taking the action and that, that cycle something I'm just, yeah. You know, queuing on.
1: <laughs> uh, right. Well, I will say, um, you know, my husband and I, we've been here in Switzerland for about two and a half years now. Uh-huh. And, uh, it's been eye opening on that one because oh my gosh Linda it has made me realize what total spouses we are like wow. we americans we are a unique breed and i mean i'm i'm an, i'm in that category so yes. that it's not like you know just cuz we live here doesn't mean i'm not as american as everybody else right yeah. so it's like it cracks me up and also really inspires me the way people slow down And they really let their life be a lot about a lot more than producing results and outcomes Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, working themselves to the bone. I mean, to the point where I, 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 the other day I was thinking, I'm like, I should start, I don't really know how to do those, those bubbles on Instagram where you can, you know, like have your own little story bubble, like in a unique category Uh for my business. My, my awesome marketing gal, Sarah does, does the bubbles and we, together create the, the content but but anyway for my personal one i was like i should do one that just is taking photos of store hours in switzerland because it's hilarious i walked by a store the other day that's like open on friday from 12 to 5 and on saturday from 10 to 4 that's it that's Those it. Are the only times it's, always, it's always like,
0: that, but let
1: that let that be an
0: inspiration if you need to set boundaries that it's it's possible yes
1: It is possible. It is possible. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's however we can help remind ourselves that our life is about, is supposed to be about so much more than, you know, meeting goals that we've set for ourselves or we think the world has set for us Mm -hmm. Um, and really just thinking about like, okay, what do I I want my day-to-day and moment-to-moment experience to be about? And, Mm -hmm. you know, what do I want? people to be left with when I interact with them. And what do I, what do I want to be left with when I interact with people also, you know, and there's a certain, number of uh, straws on the camel back that at a certain, you know, at that point, it's like, good luck being grounded in in your intention or your commitments when you've got too many straws on your back, you know, on your back, it's just at a certain point, there's only so much we can take.
0: Yeah. It's, it will break full circle to the chiropractic and the back. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Jesse Haymeyer, thank you so much. Is there the best place for someone to meet you and also your one-on-one health audit and your upcoming course, Mastering Your Middle Ground, ditching the all or nothing approach to your health? So for those of you that are like, wait, that's a possibility. It is. Dr. Haymeyer will share that. Uh, But where can people find you and access these amazing offerings?
1: Yeah. So you can find me at wellempowered.com. You can schedule a complimentary consultation there. You can also sign up for, you know, to receive our mailings because I, we deliver a lot of webinars for free and have a lot of great resources that whether you're ready to engage or not, I would love for you to be able to access those things. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, on on our website, uh, if you are interested in participating in the upcoming course, fill out that contact form as well, because that'll be for that.
0: So good. And then on
1: Instagram at Well Empowered. Well Empowered.
0: Yeah, easy to find, and we'll have those links in the show notes as well. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and thank you again for being here. So many gems. You know, I I probably could say this about every show that you could re listen. You could do two x for part of it, but make sure you catch these key points that are just shining in for your life to listen to, and you take that one next step. And with that, any closing thoughts before we wrap today?
1: It has been a pleasure being here with you, Linda. Thank you for the work you do to make this world a better place. And I mean that sincerely. And um, it's been a pleasure to be here with you, your community.
0: Awesome. Received. We'll see you all next time on the Leela Life Show. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning into our show today. Please like, share, subscribe, send to a friend, give the review. And always, if you have feedback, we want to hear. Team at lelalife.co Feel free to email us and follow us on social. You can reach us there. Sending you blessings as always. Much love.